Welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. Jeffrey Mosier sitting in for Chris Holman uh, on the road while recording remotely, as we all are tended to do so these days. I am at home, and uh, we're reaching back on the phone lines to Southfield, Michigan. It's part two of a second set for this month, as May is Elder Law Month, and it's Nicholas Camargo, uh, attorney with Foster Swift, Collins & Smith PC out of Southfield. And uh, as May is Elder Law Month, we're trying to let the business community understand that the nation's population continues to age and that in this case that adult children are dealing with parents who need certain things in the first of our pair of interviews we dealt with prioritization of the must-dos and the steps of how to do it so nicholas welcome back and what i'd like to find out is they can be overwhelmed once they feel they've got their priorities in line they could still feel overwhelmed when navigating resources. Can you share about that? Yeah, absolutely, Jeffrey. And and I want to point out that when we're talking about these things, I think for the business network and for our business communities here in Michigan, it's important to understand that these issues affect everyone. We have clients that are employees and we have so many clients that are employers themselves that run small family health businesses that run small corporations. And, and the reality of caring for your parents is, is something that crosses realms. So I think that this information is important on all levels. And you're exactly right when you say, gosh, people can still be overwhelmed after they devise this plan because the plan is good, but where do I go now to get the help? Where do I go to figure out which caregiver to hire or what nursing home to put my parents in? We always talk to our clients about some of what we think are some of the best nonprofit organizations out there. I really believe that with the amount of resources that we have in the United States and in Michigan, that you don't need to pay necessarily to have you someone guide you through the process. You may need, of course, to pay you know the nursing home for any long-term care or in-home caregiver. You may need to pay them or you will need to pay them most likely. An elder law attorney, if you're trying to find some Medicaid or you need a conservatorship, you're going to have to pay individuals. But as far as a wealth of information, navigating those resources that you mentioned, we like to go to caregiver.org. I think that's a great overall nonprofit organization. A ton of information. We do some estate planning. There's an estateplanning.com that we kind of liken to this caregiver.org. You can get, obviously, aarp.org is another big one. AARP, actually, for the state of Michigan, has a great, great sort of pamphlet that it puts out for caregivers in Michigan. Again, that's through aarp.org. And then getting to what I think a lot of people, when you get down to it, I mean, if we're talking about business people in the business community, when push comes to shove, they want to know, how am I going to pay for all this, right? And we have two different great locations that we send people to or our clients to or that we might even ourselves utilize if they've retained us to help them with these needs. One is called the National Council on Aging Benefits Checkup. It's a free service, again, to help you determine which programs are available for your parents or yourself or whoever it is that needs a benefit.gov is another one. So those are really our big sort of go-to nonprofit providers of resources when we're looking at what benefits are we eligible for, what do we need to know when we're choosing a caregiver, Well, tremendous. And you alluded to either earlier in this interview or in our last session that you need to have open dialogue with the parents. And uh, to go a little deeper into that matter, education and approach. There's inputs on how to best educate the elderly parents on what needs to be done and to best support their needs. So can you share with the Michigan business community about that part? 
Absolutely. Let me begin by saying something that rarely we see, but I think is super important. And that is that the earlier communication begins, the stronger and better any plan will be. I cannot stress this enough. And when I say the earlier, I'm talking about people in the prime of their life, still working 50s, speaking with their 20-year-olds, saying, hey, somewhere in the near future, maybe 20, 30 years from now, I'm going to need this. So let's open this line of communication. You know, it's funny, you think back about 100 years ago, and no one talked about sexual education, right? It was taboo. You didn't talk with your kids. You just sort of figured it out. But over time, we've opened those dialogues. And even if they're still awkward, we're better equipped, I think, generationally to have those discussions with our children. We need to see that in aging discussions and elderly care discussions. So the first thing I will tell everyone is it's never too early to start having that communication with your kids, even when your kids are like, wait, mom, dad, I'm still asking for you to pay me for college or pay for my college. Still have those communications. But the reality is definitely we don't see them that often at that early of a point. So how do you begin when you haven't had those discussions? I tell everyone the most important thing you have to understand is empathy. You have to be able to allow your parents to have their dignity. You have to understand that they are going to make decisions that you may not agree with, but ultimately it's their life, and they've spent a lifetime taking care and looking after you. It's really hard to yank that away. So when you talk with parents, respecting their opinions, having open communication, discussing it as long as possible, ensuring to them, because when we start to see some of the signs of dementia, they become paranoid. You may see some paranoia. You may see some anxiety. Making sure that they understand that you're there to help them only. Those are the key points to any discussion. I think I had referenced earlier even talking to parents about moving them into a nursing home. Explain that it doesn't just benefit them, it benefits you. I think these are that sort of temperance, that that sort of the stress of moving a location. I'll just give you one quick story and then if you have other questions, I'd be happy to answer them. But I had an individual, an attorney I knew, whose grandmother was on the slide down, if you will. She was really starting to suffer. And he had this discussion with her and he came out to her and he said, look, Grandma, I'm not moving you into a nursing home, but I'm not bringing someone in here to watch you 24-7. Not today, but I'm going to it someday. Do you understand that? She said, yes. And he said, as long as you and I understand that I'm not doing it today, I'm going to protect your right to be here. I'm going to protect you. But there may come a time where we as a family believe it's best for you. Will you go along with it? She said, yes. Sure enough, a couple of years later, that day came, and she wasn't happy about it. Let's, it's not going to be smooth, but she remembered that conversation, and it made it all the easier. Again, communication being that key, Jeffrey. Excellent. Well, as we wrap this up, are there resources or points on the Foster Swift website where folks can find out even more about elder law? Absolutely. We actually have a elder law blog on www.fosterswift.com. There's a lot of great resources there that we've compiled and put together. As you mentioned at the beginning of the show, we have a lot of offices in Grand Rapids and Lansing, obviously here in Southfield and elsewhere throughout the state. And we have attorneys that are almost willing to help, even if they're not specifically elder law attorneys. Uh, they'll put you in touch with the attorneys within our firm that can help you out with whatever decisions or questions you may have. Excellent. Well, Nicholas, once again, Thank you so much for spending some time with the Michigan Business Beat. Thank you, Jeffrey. Once again, we've been speaking with Nicholas Camargo, uh, attorney, Foster Swift, Colin Smith, PC. He's based out of Southfield. And as mentioned, uh, there's uh, about a half a dozen locations for Foster Swift across Michigan. We'll be back with more on the Michigan Business Beat on Michigan Business Network. 